some cobras in fire. Cobras in fire, sex in your headphones. Cobras in fire, while work or at home. On a mission for to save rock and roll. For the rock and rollers, there's cobras in fire. Cobras in fire, rock's not dead. Cobras in fire, you just found it, my friend. On a mission for to save rock and roll For you rock and rollers Here's covers and fire Covers and fire Welcome to Covers and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the effervescent and always top five Loose Cannon. Loose, how you doing? My God, I have just cracked open my sixth beer. And uh, for the time we've been here, that's that's actually a lot. So we're, this is our third episode we're recording one night just to, you know, pull back the curtain. You sound lucid, I, loose. I, I do. I'm ready to roll. Let's do our top five before I pass out and have to get up at 7.30 a.m. Uh, with the kids tomorrow. What do you say? And when you say top five, you mean the top five times we've cleaned the cannon. I'm sorry, what? You know, loosened up, uh, waxed the bishop, uh Box the clown, box the clown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough. Enough euphemisms and uh, and uh, uh, double entendres. Or sing- not a euphemism. There's literally a clown in here, and then we're boxing. <laughs> That's right. It's Pennywise. All right. So let's roll. What are we, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about uh, euphemisms for masturbation. <laughs> oh God! You want me to get that? You want me to? Just, you know what? I'm going to splice in the beginning of the uh, the sex, sex, and rock and roll episode right now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> That's a, the best. Have sex! Yeah! Have you ever uh, vulcanized the whoopee stick in the ham wallet? Yeah, I mean, it was earlier today I did. <laughs> how about, how about, uh, how about, how about uh, batter dipping the cranny axe in the gut locker? <laughs> well... You know, when I was younger, but not 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 a long time. How about uh, <laughs> how, how about how about cattle prodding the oyster ditch with a lap rocket? <laughs> what about marinating the nether rod in the squish mitten? Okay, now you're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> okay. One last one though. Mm-hmm. And this this one maybe as you've done. Have you ever pressure washed the quiver bone in the bitch wrinkle? Uh, not since I gave up church. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, with your, your references to the word squish, uh, I'm not sure if, was that the first time you've heard that in that, in that little clip was, cause that was the term squishmitten. Yes. Oh no, no. I mean, I've definitely heard, uh, uh, it's a very popular term here in the twin cities. <laughs> I've never heard of it before until you said it. Uh. It's terrible. So there's definitely going to be <laughs> charges just for this podcast alone. We are going to be in the news soon don't you think i hope so otherwise uh, i'm not sure what the hell i'm doing here. the only thing you have to do though is if you get if you get accused you have to pay uh fifty thousand dollars for a week to go in sex rehab which i believe you just go in there and you uh you know uh, what do you do you just watch netflix for, for a week sex rehab sounds like fun doesn't it <laughs> what do you do i yeah. mean is there is there it's like, almost like a it's almost like a spinal tech song turn it up to 11 yeah <laughs> But, but Sex, hab, rehab, baby. 
gonna take you up to heaven. <laughs> what do they do there, though? What, like somebody that works there. What do you work at? I work at a sex rehab facility. What do you do? Well, we turn people jerk like, off old dudes. <laughs> they're fine. They they have they have a whole they have a you're whole, cured. They have a whole team called. Hey, what are you what are you part of? I'm part of the that'll rub- be fifty thousand dollars. You're cured. <laughs> I'm part of the rub you out crew. <laughs> here's your here's your here's your pre written apology. That's right. Here you go. Certified included. Yeah. Oh my God. So anyway, so let's move on. Let's do our top five. Yeah, top five what? records of the year, baby. Yeah, let's do our list. Who wants to go first? You want you want to break it down? You got any stories to talk about first? Well, maybe we'll throw some some gibberish in later. Let's get down to the music first. What do you say? Well, I have honors, and then coming in at number five on my list is a band out of Brazil. Brazil. All right. Brazil, I tell you. That's all you got? Okay. Uh, Owl Company. We talked about them a little bit, but we've never played anything you've by never, them. You're not playing anything by Owl Country. Owl City? Owl, Owl County. What? Is that where, where koalas live? Is that where Brazil is? I don't know too much about Oh, yeah, Brazil. yeah. Koalas and zebras. Mm. Awesome. Is that the name of the album? Anyway, I don't know a whole lot about this band. Uh, their manager uh, reached out to me uh, shortly before the record came out and asked me to do a record review on it, and... For for whatever I mean, I get hit with this stuff a lot, but for some reason this one stuck out in my email thread, and I checked it out, and I loved the entire record. Cool. Um, it they they do not sound. I mean, it sounds very like almost like. Uh, imagine if Hell Yeah wrote good songs. This is kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> like that's a good imagination. Yeah, I mean, it's got that kind of southern rock, heavy but not thrash. You know. Um, and it's just, just I don't know, just a brilliant record. I think. I think I should have shared this with you a while back. I know I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but uh, since we haven't really featured them, we really should. And I'd like to play a song called "Black and Blue." Is that cool? Oh man, I'm excited about this. Is this a whole like a story song, like the whole background about the band Black and Blue? Nope. Um, does it have the lyrics "The whiter the better," like the Van Halen <sighs> song "Black and Blue"? No, don't draw the line loose. All right, let's just play it.
So uh, for my first five, you obviously know it's uh, not Owl City. It's Owl Company. <laughs> and Owl City from my hometown, Owatonna. Not making my hometown better. Yeah. Making it worse. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. Anyway, so, what, what, what's on your plate? What do you got for your number five? Well, it's kind of funny because I completely forgot about this album, but I listened to it so much mid-year. And then I was putting together my list. And again, the things, you know, because I don't have the physical copies because my, my kids destroy everything. I have everything digitally. I have either downloads or Spotify playlists and, and things of that nature. And this one kind of got lost in the shuffle. But, man, I've listened to this album, my God. So many times, but in the last couple months, no. And that is Body Count. Now. Oh, yeah. Hey, can you send it to me? <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you after the show. Okay. Absolutely. Drink. Drink. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Oh, my God. So top five. Uh, Body Count. The album is called Bloodlust. And... Uh, this especially was my favorite album when I had a brief career as an Uber driver, right? I was very angry, and uh, <laughs> and it, listen, Body Count. They, their first album was pretty good. They put out nothing but shit. Uh, every, uh, I'm not going to go into my whole uh, love of Ice T, who is National Treasure again. But in short, if you want to go down the Ice T rabbit hole, go on YouTube. He does a TED Talk this year. He has an interview. One of my favorite that I looked at when I was going, when I was obsessed uh, earlier this year where he in like 1988 is on Oprah Winfrey and he's sitting right next to with an arm's length of Tipper Gore. And for the whole interview, they don't look at each other. They hate each other. He has uh, uh, what is it called? Jello Biafra from the dead. Kennedys. Jello Biafra. That's how from you the, said de, uh, uh, dead Kennedys. Right. And they're doing the whole PMRC thing. He holds his own so well and basically just buries Tipper Gore through this interview. Anyway, he's an amazing artist uh, with with some terrible albums with, with Body Count. But this last one, you know, we, you love the, the cover of Institutionalized he has, right? The, the, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, okay. So that's great. But uh, on this album, it has 11 tracks. It, it veers from highs to, like, just terrible. But the highs are 8 out of 11. They cover... Um, Raining Blood by Slayer. There's definitely some Slayer-ish riffs to this whole album. But I'm going to feature a song uh, that has to do with drive-bys. And be careful if you're listening to this in your car because the uh, the verse, yeah, it's a little bit mellow. But when it comes to the, the chorus, just make sure your bass is not up too high because this is a song about drive-bys called This Is Why We Ride. People always want to know the reason for what they consider senseless violence in the hood. I'ma break it down for you. This is why we ride. And this is why we ride. And this is why we ride. Something that I'll never 
argument goes from little drama to big drama. Next thing you know, somebody's dead. I don't think you can understand. If you've never been in the streets and held your best friend in your arms, your child in your arms, and watched him breathe that last breath. Somebody shot him dead in the streets. You ain't thinking about calling the police. You want revenge. And you want it now. I gotta be honest with you. If somebody were to kill me, shoot me right now, my last words wouldn't be peace. Get those motherfuckers. This song is dedicated to all of you who have lost somebody to street violence. Lewis, we get a lot of our show material from from guys like Michael Sweet, who like to troll his own page, and sure. Vince Neil making trips to Chipotle, and of course, we love uh, Brett Michaels for you know basically overcoming any minor malady uh, that a human being <laughs> might have as some heroic uh, feat, and also getting uh, uh, stage props dropped on his head at the. Oh Tony my God, I, I I can I, I can't stop watching that. That was amazing. Just comes out. What was he playing? Nothing but a good time. He just got smashed. They were lip syncing uh, one of their own tunes for for that whole <laughs> Rock of Ages uh, before it was a movie and it was just on on the Broadway there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the oddest. Like what a juxtaposition. Brett Michaels at the Tonys, and then like the only guy who can't see this nineteen. 19- I mean, how big was that thing that he he got hit by? It was an entire like, wall. How did you not see this ship falling in front of you? And and you're the only guy who doesn't know not to walk under it. You know the whole phrase like how how could you not see that coming? That they should just use that video. <laughs> how did you not see that coming? Boom! And they just keep showing that in a loop for like five seconds. <laughs> well, he got hurt again. Did you hear about this? He was on the Tonys again. No, he no he. Well, he no, he just got hurt again, you know, because he's. I had wonder. That, uh, I wonder if every time somebody like if he's at a party and somebody says, "This is like nice to meet you. I'm Tony." He just like falls over. What do you think? <laughs> or ducks like has some kind of like reflex, like a somebody that's been abused, just all of a sudden. Yeah, just, like a cupboard covers his head. a little too loud. He's like, <laughs> or just falls over. But anyway, continue. No, Daddy, Tony, no, Tony. <laughs> Tony's not his stepdad. Like, as long as your name's sir. Tony and not Tony plural, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't have much to say about this other than that 
Just the read guy it. Just read it or describe the, it. That's all I need. He he went to Instagram to uh, share his most recent malady, <laughs> which was a, a football injury where he broke a toe because he was playing football with flip-flops. What a dumb fuck. <laughs> that is not proper footwear to begin with. And I know Nothing about but footwear. a good time with that about, guy, man. I know about stairs. We both do about stairs. Yes, yes. You don't want to have slippery socks. You don't want to wear flip-flops when you're playing football. And and here's the thing. Which toe was it? Did he say which toe? Oh, it, it's in the picture. I think it's the either the middle or the uh, one right inside the big gap. Ooh, that's not good. You know, the thing about a broken toe is you can't really put a cast on it. You just got to let it sit. Have you ever broken a toe? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, I mean, me too. Uh, actually, I would, I would say this. With a broken toe, unless it's the big guy, mm-hmm. you just suck it up. <laughs> now, here's my question. Yeah. If you were me, you, if you broke a toe today, and especially if you broke it playing football with flip-flops, <laughs> would you post this in social media? No. Actually, only <laughs> if I could brag about breaking it wearing flip-flops. Okay. You want to move on to another another song here? You want to play a, a select poison song? You want to play uh Every toe has its corn? <laughs> That's perfect. Any other variations of... Let me see what kind of songs we could parody with with feet. (laughs) What do you think? Win big. Mama's little toe ring. That's that's nice. I like that. You can look, but you can't give me a pedicure. (laughs) Wasn't that the opening track on uh, Open Up and Say It? Ah, I broke my toe! (laughs) Uh... Oh my God! And what was that? What was the third album they have? Is it Native Toe? That's like the fourth album, I think. Native, yeah, Native Toe. You got the stand, <laughs> unless you broke your toe wearing flip flops playing football. Stand. <laughs> oh my God! So, oh, Fred Michaels, Jesus. thank you for continuing to add to the uh, never-ending material that we. Uh, Love to riff on here at Cobras and Fire. Uh, you are now in. Uh, he's got to be heading towards the Hall of Fame here, right? Uh, the Cobras and Fire Hall of Fame uh, with Vince Neil and, uh, of course, Michael Sweet. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, still, I mean, however you want to rank the album, still my favorite is is uh, flesh, flesh, blood, and flip flops. What do you say? <laughs> flip flops and blood. <laughs> Oh, anyway, well, you want to move on? I don't you gotta know cry tough unless you broke your toe. Playing <laughs> <laughs> football. Uh, Can we please? We've beaten this. We've beaten this. Give me something to put my foot in. <laughs> well, Led Zeppelin made a comeback this year in the form of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> yep. Um, as you know, I actually enjoy the EP, and uh, and. I, I don't think anybody but me has made the connection between how much they sound like Led Zeppelin. Is that that fair? No, I think we broke it first. So, but yeah, Great Event Fleet. I actually like the EP they released. They got a, a second half of that out right now, um, which have I haven't you? had a chance to hear yet. Oh, have you, you haven't? Okay. No. It's pretty fucking good, the, extra, the, the, the four new songs. I have heard it. Okay, well, I was going to pick something off the original one, but you want to play something off the, the new part? No, man. I mean, just play something off the original one. It, it, it's all good. Let's do the Black Smoke Rising track. Oh. 
In all seriousness, I've heard the other four songs. There's a total of eight songs now. Double EP, which is a funny term. Um, <laughs> but I think it's right around it's 28. shy of an LP. <laughs> I know. It's like you've got eight songs. I mean, come on. Back in the day, eight songs was an album. You got Black Sabbath. Just release four album. more and you have a triple EP. Every year they put out four more songs. They build it. This thing is going to be a quad, quadruple LP or quadruple EP by uh, 2019 at this this rate. What do you say? Yeah, I say uh, yay. Yes, exactly. So anyway, what do you say? The, Absolutely, the drink, drink. All right, <laughs> this is getting annoying for the listeners. I we apologize, but yeah, man. So let's get on to the next song. What do you say? Yeah, it's your pick. All right, so number four, and again, uh, I think I said in the beginning of this, or at least talking about in the Blue Balls episode, an album, start to finish, has a flow, sequencing, perfection, and one that uh, it's very rare these days that I can, that I can listen to an album start to finish, and it has the, the highs and lows. And what I mean by that is not the, the highs and lows as far as the quality of songs, but you know, it just flows. And that is the band Goodbye June, which came out of nowhere for me. I know that you've seen them with... Who'd you see them with? I saw them at Northern Invasion last year, and then they uh, came to town here at a bar that sadly is closing in about a week uh, with uh, Bad Flower. Okay. So two great new bands. Again, Bad Flower is another example of they have an EP out. Hopefully they come out with a, a full album. But there's 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 an example. Goodbye June, Greta Van Fleet, and Bad Flower all... New bands put out EPs just to get it out, touring, uh, things like that. So I'm not a big fan of the EPs, but but if, if, if but it does have of those bands, each song there's really not a, a bad track on those EPs. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that that's kind absolutely of drink. Oh God damn it! <sighs> anyway, we already played Goodbye June in the last episode, but I don't give a shit. This song, I don't care who you are. It's very catchy, and it was their first single. It's one that, that hooked me in there, and that is the track Daisy.
All right, Baco, what you got for number three? Let's power through this. What do you say? Yeah, let's get to this, man. Uh, number three for me is one of my all-time favorites. Somebody who I think should at least, I don't know, in some level be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, although I really don't give a shit, is uh, Danzig had a new record this year. Um, it's weird calling it Danzig, considering that it's basically just Glenn Danzig's solo career, but uh, he continues to treat it like a band. But Danzig released a new record this album. Uh, uh, Danzig released a new record this year called Black Laden Crown, and it's a pretty fucking solid record, man. Did you feature a track from this earlier this year? We have not played anything off this record yet, I don't believe. Huh. All right. I think you did share this with me. But wasn't... Okay, so the previous year was the one that he put out that shitstorm of a cover album that sounded oh, like Oh, yeah, the cover was, record. Like it's, It was almost like he recorded it in a shoebox. <laughs> right. Actually, he recorded the cover record in 12 different shoeboxes so that all the shoeboxes didn't sound the same. Right. Right, you got your. Said fuck it, good enough, and left. And (laughs) well, the thing about it though, as far as production is, when you're using different shoeboxes, loafers have different acoustics when you're recording. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Drink, and then you got your high tops. Okay, fuck it. God damn it. Please, I'm gonna die before this episode is over. Okay, fair enough. No, but yeah, get your no. Come on, I mean that 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 cover record was like. uh, you know, I think pretty much almost every cover album record, like a record that's all covers, sucks. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest fucking, you know, shit garbage heap ever. It was, it, it's like it showed up at the record store on fire. Like, <laughs> they said they, it came with, you know, the, the, the deluxe edition actually comes with its own dumpster and a lighter. <laughs> It's like the box set. It's like the Gene Simmons box set times. You have to pay $3,000 for it. A little bit of butane fluid, a pack of matches, and a tiny dumpster. So you can... <laughs> Hey, hey. It's own dumpster fire when you get it. No, I mean, it's it's like Danzig's like, fuck you, Gene. I got this thing. It's $5,000. It's an entire dumpster. We revolutionized the box set. (laughs) That's right. All right, continue. But he rebounded well. Um, I think it's probably his best record. And I look, it's it's late in the evening, Luce. It's been a while since he's had a record this good. But I haven't minded the last few, other than that fucking you know pile of shit cover album. Sure. Um, what do you got? What do you got? Feature. Um, Devil on Highway Nine.
metal on a thousand miles of the blackest road you can drive. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right, keep your eyes on the fucking Solid track, Baco. I gotta say, I, I would like to hear a mashup of that song and your interview with Doyle. <laughs> I think you're the man to make that happen. Liz. I might do it. I'll, I might surprise you with that. So yeah, it's like it's like that song and then a phone that's underwater. <laughs> it was it was in 1940. Oh my god, that interview it is oh. so spectacular. We should actually just in between every episode just post that interview again. <laughs> It's a bonus track. So people keep thinking it's new. It's the same 10-minute awkward interview. What's your number three? <laughs> All right. Number three is an album that is maybe 30 minutes long. And the first time that I listened to it, I listened to it three times, same day, right in a row. And that is an album that I can just... And then your boss is like, why are you taking a 90-minute lunch? <laughs> Every day, motherfucker. Every day. <laughs> If you get your stuff done, it does not matter, Baco. Who cares? Is there a timer on excellence? No, there is not. Okay? Absolutely not. There is no such thing as an excellence timer. That's no, right. there is such a thing as an egg excellence timer. <laughs> no, it's an egg timer. Egg timer? Oh, what the hell is yeah, an egg timer? What is an egg gotcha. timer? Does anybody actually use that? 
at some point where they're like, how long is it my, do my eggs take to cook? Hmm. Really? You can't just look at them? Seriously? <laughs> the fuck is an egg hey. timer? <laughs> anyway, the album is Wildlife, and it's called Out on Your Block or Block on Your Out. Whatever it is, it's 30 minutes long, 10 tracks. It's perfect. And I'm going to feature a song called Deadbeat that, that involves spelling and also has references to one of Baco's second favorite beers, Corona Lime. Well, I don't want to work hard and I can't pay rent. Concentrating out, I'd rather get bent. I had a day job, but I just couldn't hack it. And I started getting busy, killing time. Hanging at my mom's drinking but line line. She's sure I'm a slob, living in a leather jacket. Going forward in 2018, I have one mantra that we have to adhere to. You ready? Right. 
Yeah, go on. No band, no song, no person's name or given name, fake or not, that includes the word wild, spelled with a Y or an I. So you're... So no uh, more ginger in the wild hearts. No more something wild. Zach heart. Wild. Zach Wild. No Zach Wild. No whatever the hell you just played. Uh, be creative, people. The word wild heart has been beat to death. Uh, by the way, quick, quick. I, I I agree. Actually, I think all bands, no bands, should have misspellings for for search results. Period. Un- unless you're using two Z's. Well, that's <laughs> well. Only only Billy Hardaway would search for a band with two Z's. <laughs> enough, z- enough. <laughs> Alice in Chains. How many records in Billy Hardaway's uh, uh, record collection have uh, an X and a Z in the title? <laughs> Almost all of them. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like he probably has like Z Z Z Z top. He's probably got one of those. That's that's a glam 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 band version of Z Z top. Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> the glam version. So another fun fact about the Wildlife album, it was produced by the lead singer of The Biters, uh mm. who's also excellent at uh, managing his merch store, if you recall. Yes? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember, have XL on there, but don't yell when people are going to buy, trying to buy your stuff. The point is is that the Wildlife album is pretty much what the Biters album should have been. So he pretty much, I don't know if he co-wrote a lot of the songs or whatever happened, but but that album just crushed the Biters uh, album. So I don't know how they know each other, but it was just very odd, the fact that that turned out almost like the Biters' sophomore album should have been. But uh, what do you got for number two? For number two, the deuce that I never want to drop. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Like I, me? I texted, I texted you that earlier. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a beautiful – it's one of the most uh, – I have to say – one of the most nicest uh, things I ever high, said. Heartwarming. We should put it on a Christmas card. You're the deuce yes. I never want to drop. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, that should be the Cobras and Fire uh, week <laughs> next year. We'll send that to all of our fans. Actually, we we have time. Maybe we, maybe we yeah. squeeze that in this year, yeah. or squeeze it page. out. Kids. Number two for me is Bubble Flex. Uh, but yeah, they had a new record out this year. Uh, what was it, September or something like that? Uh, Eloquent Demons. I know. Great uh, title, by the way. Great album cover. Come oh on. yeah, Both one of their of best things. album covers. I think maybe probably my favorite. No, it's definitely their best. And the, the uh, but again, the name Eloquent Demons. It's just a cool sounding phrase name title. Uh yeah, I, this album's great, isn't it? It really is, and it's an album. Uh, in that sense where it has a theme, a little bit of a theme where it's got the intro, which just talks about, you know, it's, it's pretty political, like some of it, you know, it's got, it's got different themes and everything. But the lyrics are just, uh, they're spot on. The intro is like kind of, um, I would compare it to like a shout the devil intro, right? Sort of. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's political, but yet it doesn't really uh, draw a line in the sand. No. You know, I mean, it, it's not like Bruce Springsteen saying, I'm touring in support of not voting for Bush. This is more like uh, political in the sense of like exposing what they feel about the political system. Is that fair? Yeah, exactly. But it's just a badass intro. It flows into the, the rest of the album. It's 10 tracks. Yeah, you know. and from the first song to the you know to the end, it sounds like an album. 
Yes. And it's actually, uh, I mean, I'll, I don't mean to keep stepping on your toes as like, like uh, Brett Michaels' toes, but the, <laughs> you know, about this, their last album had 13 tracks, for example, it was about 50 minutes long, and it had less solid songs. What was that called? Uh, um, every, um, anything that moves. Anything that moves. Anything and, that moves. And the one before that was Charlatan's Web, which was same thing. Intro track, nine songs, much better. Um, and plus, I, this record had a a cover that they released ahead of it uh, that actually fit within the whole you know theme of the. Everything. It really does. I like it better on the album than I did as a single, and I heard it. As yeah, a yeah, it's a much better uh, you know I don't know mix or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna anytime we talk about Bubble Flags, I'm gonna chime in on my one major glaring issue with rock and roll in this country and that is that like if bury me with my guns on should be one of those like just automatic tunes that every redneck in the country knows this is a song that should be played all the time on hard rock radio it should and be a kickoff. staple and before kickoff. yes it should be a kickoff at football games it's one of those tunes that you should know without knowing who it is if you're one of those people that aren't like us and the fact that that song just doesn't carry them through is a crime Stop the suffering, you could have stopped the screams. But now your reign is over, and it's all up to me. I'm gonna show you what I mean. That said, this is a great record, front to back. It's actually better than that song, and it's got a lot of good stuff on here. And, and well, is it time for me to pick my song, or did you have something else to say now that I'm done with my soap? <laughs> I'm going to pick the last song, Reckless. Why do you keep killing
Two loose cannon. What is your deuce? I'll tell you what, my deuce is the same, and that is Boba Flex. So I actually figured we we're gonna have a couple uh overlaps here. So I've got a backup. All right. You ready? Ooh, what's your backup? Uh like my backup is it my backup is pretty much our story. Beep, 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 beep. No, we're not on a construction site. So <clears throat> we have a band that uh is pretty much a garbage album. They've got a great song that I wanted to feature. I was actually trying to slip it in, uh, slip it in. You know what I'm saying? Um, for the last <laughs> White snake. Two e- that's right. For the last two episodes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I knew that was coming. But but uh, what I'm going to do is is this, is that this song summarizes the lyrics, what we've been doing tonight. That is basically the end of the day, winds down, drinking, all the stuff, chaos, and that is a band called Sons of Texas, which I believe is out of Texas. I'm going to guess if they're out of Minnesota, that's really odd. All their great songs have to do with drinking heavily after uh, about 6 p.m. And this is a track just like that. So this, I would say this is our theme song for this episode. And it is Sons of Texas with Beneath the Riverbed.
All right, Paco. All right, Luce. We're coming to the end of the show. Let's uh, let's hear your number one. What's your number one pick? No, 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 not so quick there, buddy. Uh, it's, I go last. But we're going back and forth. You went first. We went, went back and forth. Now we're not. What's your number one, bitch? Whatever. All right. So my number one is an album that that uh, I guess how you base a lot of times your favorite albums is how many times you just keep going back to it. And I've gone back to this to the point where I'm sure you've had this too, where this specific album, I have thought I have to stop listening to this album because I'm going to ruin it. Because sometimes you do that. You keep listening to it and you burn it out. This is not, I have not done that. I've not burned out in this album. And that is the band off their sophomore album, which does not have the sophomore jinx, which I like even more than their debut album, which I also liked. It was one of my top albums for that year too. And that is Glorious Sons with the album Young Beauties and Fools. You son of a bitch. (laughs) What do you mean? Of course, that's my record of the year too. Yeah, I, I figured as much. I'll, I'll defer Isn't it to you. so good, though? I mean, we're having fun with each other, but this album is... It, it's got some flaws, like an album cover. A, I don't really care for the album title. I don't know, but the music is just... I don't know. Like you said, it, I like it better than the last record. It's consistent. It has an album where it has... It has... It just... It's sequenced perfectly. There's so many little bits... That uh, that jump out after repeat listen listens. The thing that elevates me too is I'm not like we've talked about before. A band does not have to have great lyrics to be a great song, but they're the both the singing style and the lyrics do take it next level. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, I think the singer's name is Brett Emmons, and he's also the main lyricist. Another mm-hmm. brother band, by the way. Uh, his brother is a guitar player. Did not uh, know he that. He okay. has to be. Put two albums in now. He has to be put in the conversation of, you know, one of the best lyricists in rock right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, very clever. If all not stuff. the best. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head who I'd put ahead of him. Uh, but uh, it's just, I mean, and and it also, I don't know, did you feel this when you, you know, were, you know, listening back to, to the record? Like, there is almost like a disconnect on like how someone much younger than us views the world, but it still is so good to listen to. I didn't think about it that way. All I think about it is the fact that that this is both our number one album, and it's not a you know cut your head off, throw it down the the street or the alley album. It's it's a it's a rock album, but it's just so well written. That it's just as powerful as like a, a huge power chord, you know, like. But like all the drug songs are about prescription drugs being used illegally. You know, <laughs> I it's, know. Like, it's like Oxycontin. It's, when you can rhyme Oxycontin, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, fentanyl. Um, uh, yeah. There's, it's about, just, there's, there's things about taxes. There's tax evasion. There's a lot, a lot of things about that. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> But you know, we're talking lyrics and melody. It's it's not you know one one or the other. It, it, no. it, this this record is so good. So are we? What are we gonna do here? Do play two songs by it? 
No, I'll, I'll pick a ba- backup because I, I have a couple like just random uh, singles from bands. So how about I go first and then you can go into and you'll finish it off with with a track from them. Is that does that work? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Why don't we do this? Okay. We'll uh, we'll we'll pick your backup track. We'll come out of that. We'll do our uh, little sign off and then we'll uh, close the show with uh, my pick on this record. That works. That works. Yeah. Absolutely. You know because because so, my ego. That, that's fine. So one of the uh, bands that uh, I started off this entire show with that's that people don't really know and and hopefully they're they're getting to know know them more is a band out of Ireland called Trucker Diablo. They sound like they're from Kentucky. They're similar, uh, slightly similar to a Blackstone Cherry, except they don't have any songs that involve the word boom. And, you know, uh, just a solid band. The most recent album that came out this year was done on Pledge Music. I featured this track, I believe, in an episode earlier this year, but I don't care. It's just a very anthemic song, and that's called Fighting for Everything.
All right, Paco, why don't you bring us home with your number one pick? What do you say? Well, actually, uh, I would like to share this with you. It's our number one pick. <sighs> Absolutely. Drink. Oh, you son of a bitch. Can this just end? Come on, lead us in, please. Probably never. What you got? I think it's great that act, uh, that we uh, have the same uh, album of the year. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, I, I I think this is the first time in the three years we've been doing this that we had a consensus. But usually the top three includes one or two of the same records. We uh we always have that, and uh, that because of that, that's why I love you, buddy. Yeah, and that's why uh, I'm really happy because that's that's this is the one of the the songs that I sent you in the mixtape that I made for you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm still. I still have to head to Goodwill to buy a boombox so I can listen to it. <laughs> but uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my God, this record is great, right? We can leave it at that. Yes, we can. Come on. If you haven't heard it, you should go out and check out the Glorious Sons, uh, I, uh, the Young Beauties and Fools. It's the newest Canadians. record. It just Canadians. it came out in October. Mm-hmm. Fucking go to Amazon and use the Decibel Geek link and uh, give them a percentage of your money while you listen to the best record of the year, baby! Support support real, straight-up rock and roll. And people say? who put together actual albums. Yes. So let's do this. What's, what's the name of the track? And let's do our sign-off. Okay, the name of the song we're going to play leading out is Godless, Graceless, and Young, and Loose! Rock's, Rock's Not, not Dead! dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Just north of Minnesota in Canada. Take a walk down Main Street. Tell me it ain't the most charming thing that you've ever seen. That cold breeze blowing off the lake. Let them balcony girls put you under The spell of the streets and the city beneath The sweating, heavy moon I don't have to tell you that you're gonna miss it when it's gone It feels so damn good to be gone This is and young You want some of what I got We can get more I can make you feel better than Seen round these parts, no 
Fucking solid episodes one night. That is a high five all around. Come on, right? I'm uh, air high fiving you right now. Boom. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.